0: If I may, this is Kyle. This is episode 20 of If I May. Let's go. We got Nick on the line and Brent. What's up, guys?
1: I can breathe again. Thank thank goodness. You can breathe. I was holding my breath because, you know, I didn't want to ruin the intro, so I held my breath <laughs> and I'm still here.
2: That's fair. Barely. Yeah, Generally, generally people say not to hold your breath in a situation like that. Uh, I, I find myself back in Texas. So I'd say that's my intro update. Once again, I have returned to Texas. I'm going to work oh. on my southern accent, but I'm nowhere near it right now.
1: Have you bought a 10-gallon hat yet? Because I feel like that's a very important part of being in Texas.
2: You know, honestly, I've, I've thought about what to get on my, my trips to Texas, and I haven't actually bought anything yet as far as souvenirs go. I have a, a pair of uh, boots that were passed down to me via my... What do we want to call them? My grandmother's brother grandmother's brother so uncle like great uncle I I don't know what you qualify that as my grandmother's brother who I was fairly close with and did a lot of hunting with uh, owned several pairs of boots and when he died his son um, was looking to get rid of a couple pair but wanted to keep them in the family if we wanted them and I took a pair of those and I was able to bust those out a handful of times while I was down here however um, in the process of wearing those uh they, they became broken. I didn't know boots could How, break, like, quote unquote. What do you mean, but essentially broken. they I uh, will get there. I feel the, like um, boots can wear out. Boots boots have heels. Yep. And the heel on these boots. Wait, was let me Google Let me
0: let me Google search image a uh, uh yep, yep, boots do have heels. Continue. Men's combo
2: boots do in fact heel have heels. Uh, they're actually fairly significant. I mean, they uh, they can be, you know, an inch and a half, two inches, ballparking, uh, but pretty thick, in all honesty. But the only thing that was That's holding these said. soles or these these heels in place were were nails that went through the rubber material. I'm assuming it's just rubber. I have no idea, but the nail went up into a wood piece, and the rubber essentially uh, was falling off, and I had to uh, change out of my boots. Uh, the last day that I wore them. So I, I need to find either like a boot repair place or I need to get some new boots. Now these you, have you sentimental value. Guy. So I'm going to keep these if I can, but I need to figure out boot repair if that's an option. But I also would like to get a souvenir. So I could get some new cowboy boots, but honestly, uh, cowboy boots are incredibly expensive. Like for a good pair that were are comfortable, uh, you're talking potentially north of $200. For for a very nice pair, you could of course get something cheap, but if I'm going to do it, I want to do it right. Um But another option, to your point, is like the ten gallon hat or a cowboy hat. And I haven't necessarily uh figured out what my what my souvenir souvenirs will be, but that is that is certainly an option. When, when are you going to wear Perhaps a ten gallon
0: hat, though? Like, uh, y- Halloween parties, yeah, parties mm-hmm. and Halloween. Those are your pretty much two options. The only time I wear my
2: that's the only time I wore my cowboy boots was it, it, as part of a costume for Halloween. Like I had worn them twice before coming to Texas for this period of time. And uh, boots them to are acceptable formal wear now. So.
1: So that story reminds me of a story I remember hearing a few few years back. I, um, Wisconsin was playing one of the bowl games down in Texas, the football team. I don't remember which bowl game, but there's a gazillion in Texas. So pick one, I guess. And they all came back with these like the offensive line, all bought cowboy boots and ten gallon hats and just like full out cowboy decked out. And I think it like just seeing the pictures of it was hilarious because there's these Wisconsin offensive linemen which are like the equivalent of two guys in one because they're six foot eight and three hundred plus pounds, just like all decked out cowboy texas as their souvenirs it's that was that's right that's the images i'm getting as um,
2: a maybe not to the scale but as a as a larger man uh here's what i can say about cowboy boots they they certainly <laughs> can look good they can be um you know sexy for women to enjoy but uh, the number one problem i have as a, a slightly larger man is uh, as with any heel the same reason uh it makes women look good is it makes your butt stick out uh, so if you're packing an extra large carriage, such as these offensive linemen might have, uh, such as I uh, certainly do, um, that's going to stick out. Uh, unfortunately, the other thing that sticks out even more is your belly. If you got a, if you got a bit of a gut and you're in some cowboy boots, um, your your butt goes out and your your belly is kind of just forced out. Uh, it's it's maybe not the most flattering image if you're not in the best of shape. Uh, which can, the same thing could be said of heels with with bigger women. Um, it's not that they don't look good, but, um, if that's not maybe your thing, then yeah, maybe stay in your comfort zone. I I think for myself personally, um, I've never cared that, that much what I look like. I just kind of do whatever. Um, I've, I've always worn glasses. I've never been really concerned with being considered a nerd or, or not looking super seductive. Granted, of course I can be seductive. Let's talk (laughs) about perhaps- perhaps another time but um (laughs) with with that out of the way um it it does have some some adverse effects that if you don't have the the right body type for it it can be um interesting we'll say the 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 same effect that happens again with with women in heels if they're not familiar with walking with them you end up looking like a a newborn calf trying to trying to (laughs) walk down the street it may not be the most flattering
0: if i may i guess i don't even understand the whole point of heels in general like okay when they originally making shoes they wanted something to like support your heel and make it i guess more comfy would probably be the original point of heels but then all of a sudden women took them and it's like i want to be super tall and like i don't i don't i guess stilettos are the main thing i just don't understand like aren't you like super hurting your feet and whatnot i i not being a female uh, I have only worn heels like twice. And one of them being for high school, there was like the Halloween slash cross dress day. And then yeah, I don't even know. I think that's the only really time I've worn heels for more than joking for 30 seconds with somebody else's heels.
1: Thank you. Yeah, so clarifying. We're, First off, thank you Kyle for clarifying that you're not a female. I, I am not. Yeah. For those who aren't sure it is now on record. So thank you for that. Um, I do agree. It looks like they hurt your heel, your feet. Um, just trying to fit so much into one little shoe just does not seem comfortable to me. So
0: does either of your significant others? I know Juliana only really wore, the only time I've ever really seen her wear significant heels was on our wedding day. And it wasn't even that significant. It was only like, my my wife is very short compared to me, like literally a foot at least. And uh, yeah, she, she wore heels on their wedding day to like semi try to match me. I guess I don't know, but normally she just does not wear heels at all. Do either of your significant others ever wear heels? I feel like both of your significant others are fairly uh, tall.
1: I've never seen Heather wear heels. Uh, She's tall, and I think if she wore heels, she'd tower over me. Um, Even though right now I think it's kind of close who's taller. I think I have her by a little bit. But with heels, it would be without question she would make me look small and tiny.
2: With uh, she doesn't really like wearing them. Our significant others being sisters, uh, they have a lot of the a lot of commonalities, and uh, that, I don't know if that was officially ever stated in Zara Bust history, but uh, our significant others are our sisters, so Except for mine, um, very well, yeah, not not Kyle's, <laughs> um, but for Brent and I, um, and with that, uh, they're very similar. I, I know that uh, Megan does own a couple of shoes. That have a heel to them. I don't know that she owns what you would refer to as straight up heels. And I know we're entering some dangerous territory, but Kyle, you were nice enough to to reference the the stiletto. And
0: yeah, what I would say there's difference about between heels, heels and stiletto, where you're like your foot is basically vertical versus just getting yourself a little like little 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 height. I, I get the little height, especially from the female perspective. They want to be a little taller, so that way they can be. Not having to, I don't know, tippy toe yeah. as much. I don't know, whatever. But so uh,
1: we don't they, know the reasoning.
2: But talking about say. this, but yes, I I will speculate that that height is a a major reason uh, women want to be taller, uh, which which they have a a heel of some variety, um, and, and then beyond that, the things I mentioned, um, a heel makes your butt look good. A heel makes uh, certain uh, assets stick out um pun intended with uh with that in mind i mean it's it's not any different than why do women typically wear more makeup society has decided that women are supposed to be more represented in a physical sense um on per, per norm i don't know you go. this thing is you go to california and the men are just as like make gussied up for lack of a better word right the men are just as gussied up as as the women out there but uh if you go to the woods i mean you, you have um more more down-to-earth people who you know don't wear as much makeup don't worry so much about the looks if, and, if i women, it's, it's 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 very equal and um i would say that about uh i don't again i don't know heather entirely but i'd say that about megan she's she's very down-to-earth she's absolutely beautiful and certainly does do a a number of things to yeah shut up (laughs) but (laughs) uh you know she does do a number of things uh that uh, you know would go beyond doing uh you know bare minimum or nothing certainly but um as far as I would I would classify both of them. And, and again, I'm speculating on, on Heather Brent, but they're, they're low maintenance. Like, yes, they they do certain things. They maintain themselves and what have you. But none of neither of them, as far as I know, unless Heather's got like a, a wardrobe that just isn't on Facebook or isn't anywhere else. Um they're not buying crazy expensive jeans that are $200. They're not um, they're already you know, wearing a ton of jewelry that's just hanging all over. They're not all over Instagram with what they wear and what they buy and all their workouts. and. If I may, I think all three of
0: us models. have done pretty well in low maintenance uh, females for our uh, significant others. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, I do want to throw out um, in the makeup thing, one area that the, the guys in the woods um do go with the makeup is if you've ever seen duck hunters those guys <laughs> go all out i mean there that face paint is that's what, what can a duck really see there
0: I, I guess i don't get that
1: i don't i don't know like hunting it's
0: mostly completely pointless too i guess maybe if you're bow hunting i mean number one i guess you look kind of badass but like Bull hunting makes kind of sense because you're actually allowed to wear camo. But if you're deer hunting, there's no point in wearing any sort of face paint. Yeah, where have you
2: seen these? Where have you seen these duck hunters that are are super decked out? Like in real life, or are you talking about a sports show? Because I'll bet a hundred dollars that if it's on a sports show, they're wearing most of what they're wearing because they're on a sports show and they're like and they're selling. Anyway, are you are you, are you saying Duck Dynasty isn't real? It's not real life. I'm, I'm telling you, they're selling every second they're on that camera. They are selling their brand, Jeez. their products, their everything. And although you think that after watching them, you think you need to wear makeup and you need to have the right scent and you need to have this and that to go duck hunting, I guarantee if you throw on a jacket, go out, stand next to a lake, and have you know a duck call and uh, you know like a bare minimum, you'll do just fine. Um, yeah, you know, they're hunt especially with Duck Dynasty and the empire they have. They're hunting on a farm anyway, like an, an entire area that is designed to do nothing other than attract that type of animal. But I, had, I, guess I actually, you, you know, duck hunters who are, are souped up, please uh, in, enlighten me. I, I honestly don't know. I I've never duck hunted. I'd love to try. I have a twelve gauge, but I'll let you enlighten me on that.
1: Well, I don't know about duck hunting, but I feel like turkey hunting in particular is one that they might. Because with turkey hunting, if you're not completely camouflaged, you don't—you just don't stand a chance. Turkeys are—I feel like are it's hunting in general. Smart. It's
0: like when you actually try to hunt. I guess last time I went hunting was multiple years ago. I went deer hunting, probably like six, seven years ago. But like I feel like hunting—it's like you never see anything when you're hunting, and then when you're just driving on their own, you're like, oh, oh there's a deer. Yep, could have seen that when I was hunting. That would have been great.
1: Well, I think the thing that's that's interesting is um well you look at like the bow hunting where you're hunting and it's you have to be within a certain number of feet from them. You have to be really close. Um when you took me hunting last year, Nick, I was really surprised in that I mean those rifles that you were using are you could shoot those and you don't have to be anywhere near the deer. I mean if it's a hundred and fifty yards or whatever, it's you know. I don't know exactly the footage. It, you can it, probably it depends, tell us more about it. Depends it depends on like, the uh,
0: wildlife as far as how far most of the time hunting, uh, it's as far as you can see through the woods, essentially, for the gun. Uh, any any further and you're gonna likely hit a tree or ricochet off a branch or, you know, something silly. I, I know there is some hunting where it's like antelope and you're shooting super far, like into a field down below or something crazy like that. But like I would say northern Wisconsin hunting, it's as far as slash Minnesota or not Minnesota. I guess partially Minnesota, but uh, Michigan, uh, UP. It's going to be as far as you can see is your limitation. It's
2: as yeah, I would say it's as far as you can see and or shoot accurately because. But I guess if you're saying see, I'd go with the naked eye. If you can see it with the naked eye, yes, yeah. uh, you can probably. I mean, see it and see it well. You can almost definitely shoot it. Um, I am in the position, and I wish it were different. I wish I had more time and money to just go, or, or I I just don't make it a priority. I have. Have, I have money. I have a little bit of time. Where if I really wanted to, I absolutely could, but I, I haven't made that decision. I have the tools. Where if if I were a better shooter, if I were a more committed shooter, I have the tools to hit something that's probably 600 yards away. Um, I'm not good enough for the tools that I have because I worked at Gander Mountain very, very briefly. I was able to get a number of discounts on a a premium rifle and a premium scope. And before I left the organization, that was kind of my gift to myself. I, I bought a, a top of the line brand new rifle and I, I brought, I bought a top of the line brand new scope. And the scope is more expensive than the rifle, which is uh, stupid. But at the same time yeah. with, with those tools, if, if I were to put in the time to become a a, a great shooter, I could hit something five, 600 yards away. Um, now because i am have not put in the time because i am not a a dedicated shooter uh, i can probably hit something 300 yards away accurately maybe and that's that's a heck of a shot like i i'd take the shot at a monster buck would i would i hit it oh boy like i, I want to <laughs> think i'd get lucky but you if i'm so. being entirely honest I, if i hit it at that distance i'm lucky it's not cuz i'm good it's it's me being lucky, despite having tools that could hy- very easily, hypothetically, get me you know a lot more accurate than that. Uh, which, I, again, I'd like to get good at that at some point. I just haven't made it a priority. I, I, I don't spend enough time in the woods, and ammunition is expensive. And as much as I love it, the reality of it is uh, I hunt for two weeks out of the year with my rifle. And uh, the, the the specific area where my family owns land and where I hunt... Honestly, the, the farthest on I'll need to shoot is uh, 70 yards, and I just have my 30-odd-six, and uh, if there's brush in the way, I'll just blow through it with that. Yeah, 30-odd-six is have,
0: basically a sniper rifle.
2: Yeah, and I, I do have my, my three hundred Win Mag, and that's the one where I have the, the incredible scope on it, and that's the one that if I wanted to try and shoot at 400, 500, I think, I think it's capable of a 600-yard shot. Again, I'm not capable of it but the, the tools themselves are, um, that would be, we have some land near us where I could do that, but um, it's it's not within my realm of possibility. Give me a hundred
0: right. rounds. I'll hit it for sure.
2: Well, eventually I'll, <laughs> I'll hit it, but that's not the point. I, you don't I mean, want to wound, wound an animal. I No, that is
0: the big thing. If you can't do a clean kill, well, you don't want to hit an animal somewhere where it's now going to suffer for weeks or you know what, that kind of thing.
1: I, the thing i found was interesting and, and you, you say like you had to put the practice into it but uh, when i was planning out Kyle's bachelor party i looked into going to a shooting range because i know that's something that he likes to do and um everyone else would enjoy as well and it's crazy expensive like i think uh, going to rent a jet ski for a couple hours was less expensive than going to a person. shooting range for like an hour per per like per person um I was just yeah, it bothered my mind how how expensive of a a thing it was just to even practice at a shooting range. Yeah, depending on
0: where you're going, I say yeah, depending on where you're going, it's like twenty five bucks an hour kind of thing. Uh, the the big ones are like the outdoor ranges. You can a lot of times get like a seasonal membership for. I know there's one in the Fox Valley area. I think it's in Kokana. That's like twenty bucks or something like that for the entire year, and you can go and shoot whatever you know shoot at this outdoor range kind of whenever you want they got a nice like overhead thing if it's raining you're still fine but yeah oh, shooting, so shooting's it. expensive even for the ammunition it's about it like nine millimeters like 25 cents every single time you pull the trigger and uh, when you get to the higher well, and calipers and the rifle it just gets like a buck every single time you pull the trigger
2: that's pretty cheap even honestly my for my 300 win mag uh for the ammunition that i use which is, is maybe nicer ammunition than you'd take to a shooting range but you should be shooting with what you actually want to use um it's it's closer to like five bucks a bullet four bucks a bullet for for the larger rifles that i have
1: crazy uh funny story about that one in kakana you're talking about so i worked at a nature center nearby and it was always interesting going on hikes to go look at nature um either the eagles or deer of the area and on one side would be gunshots, gunshots going off because of the hunting range, and then the other side was a, a was a giant paper factory. Was a was a giant paper factory that just blotted the landscape with like a desolate look of smog and stuff. So it's like here we are in the middle of things that you don't normally consider to be nature. <laughs> like you hear gunshots on one side and. Um, Paper factory stuff on the other, and I always thought that was kind of fun. If I may, it's that just... was
0: that was one of my favorite jokes at camp uh, when Brent and I worked at uh, Scout camp. Um, one of the we had like a nature center. It's just like an area designated for bringing the kids to, you know, the nature activities where you'd play like different different games, talk about different animals, that kind of stuff. And like, that was one of my favorite jokes is be like, nature's down there. Like that's the only place nature is in the entire camp is down that trail at the nature center.
1: Yeah, when you're surrounded by the woods, like it's a camp straight in the middle of woods where (laughs) you step out of your cabin and it's like, oh, there's a tree. Yeah, That's actually an interesting thing too is, and people are getting more into it, um, is the idea of, Nature isn't somewhere you have to go to, but it's like right in the middle of a city, like an urban environment. Yeah, if you want to make a difference, just get out nature like- now. Yeah, just really close. Is if Even if you just spend a little bit of time in a park or something, like that's nature and that helps for sure. But I just I found it really interesting that there's this like city sponsored nature center and it's literally like smack dab in the middle of two things that you don't necessarily consider to be a, like a safe outdoor environment. It was was a fun place to work, though.
0: So, Brent, I know last week you were carless because of an accident. What's the – you got an update? What's the scoop there?
1: Yes. So, we found a car, uh, and we just need to get it. And (laughs) it sounds like it would be an easy thing. It sounds like it would be an easy thing, but it has been actually very frustrating. So, we have money um, to pay for this car. And we found a a private seller that's willing to – to sell us this car. And we thought, oh, it'd be really easy. Like, it's all in our accounts. We'll just give it to them.
0: know, yeah, we'll take the but money out and in, hand it, write him a check or cash or whatever.
1: The thing is, both of uh, mine and Heather's banks are back in Wisconsin. So, in order to get this money, we have to somehow get it to transfer from our Wisconsin account into a new Seattle account that we just opened. And it's just, it's not as simple as you would think, which is kind of weird. And like one of those things where it's like, we probably could have had a little bit more foresight, but you don't really think that'd be a problem. It's like, well, I have a bank and I have the money in the bank, but when the bank isn't next door, it's like kind of hard to go there. Yeah. So I'm not a a
2: business. It's very difficult to transfer money without the use of tech or something else. Uh, to to actually get a wire, you have to pay a fee to to do that, and then you need all the correct information uh, to transfer that money. It's 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 doable, but no, it's it's not easy if you're not used to financial transactions. And I'm I used to do it for my job all the time, so I know what it takes to create a wire. I know what it takes to um, you know go through those processes. But if you're not used to that, um, <laughs> wondering where you go to find all that information is is a bit overwhelming.
0: Do you just go to an yeah, ATM that, and just max out the ATM every single day until you eventually have enough money?
2: <laughs> that's a really poor choice. Oh, yeah, because you're going to charge
0: two bucks or three bucks or whatever every single time.
1: And it's ATMs really don't allow you to grab that much.
0: Yeah. I know um at one when we Juliana up, and I it wasn't as much as it could be. Yeah, Juliana and I, when we knew well, first of all, when we were getting married and when we knew we were gonna be likely moving, we moved all our money to Chase because that way it's like a glo- uh national bank we can go pretty much anywhere in the u.s and hit up a chase bank i know i'm assuming you were part of the same credit union that i was a part of actually i know you were so uh yeah the credit union being local i still typically have my account there i have to figure out how to close that and like send the remainder of that money to the chase one so if you figure out how to do that you let me know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the bank i had um at least my bank is a national bank chain um, and I, I was like, oh, this will be fine. They're on Google Maps. It shows one branch of this. <laughs> and then you look at the branch. It's downtown Seattle and it closed. So like the oh, only no. branch in Seattle is no longer going. I guess if we went up to Vancouver, we could maybe there's like branches in Vancouver. But at the take same take time, weekend,
0: weekend trip. Go,
1: go up in the weekend, grab there's the money no car. we need to buy a car and then come back. <laughs> With Neil no Carr, I there's just, I feel like Border Patrol would be a little sketched out about that.
2: Are either of so you with Wells Fargo.
1: What I uh, know,
2: no. no. Nah. Okay. I just after their whole scandal and their issues, their whole rebranding effort has made it reestablished 2018 through them. Um, it, it is all I'll say. My mother used to work there, so she has a little bit of the inner workings, and she wasn't aware of anything like bad or these practices, but. You're a financial institution and you're one of the largest in the world, essentially, and you have that kind of crap going on. You don't deserve to be a bank anymore. The world doesn't need you.
0: I, if I'm a, I may, I also am not a fan of Wells Fargo. When I initially uh, bought my vehicle, my car, uh, the dealership wanted me to get a really good rate. They wanted me to go through Wells Fargo, through their dealership, their, you know, themselves. And so I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Like it is a better rate than what I'm currently being offered or what I know about. So I I initially, I I took it. And then every single time I would send in my check to pay for my payment for the month, I would do extra and I would write on the check, like pay excess to principal. And then like after a couple months, I realized that my payment amount it's requesting was going down. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like my paying extra must be working. And then all of a sudden I got... notification that one of my payments was late. And I was like, "Uh, what? So they ended up like what they ended up doing is putting my entire check that I had paid for that month to principal instead of just the excess to principal. And then they ended up sending me a statement saying that every single, and it showed that every single one of my checks had just been paying off to the next payment instead of to principal, like I wrote on the check. And so I was like, I was really pissed because like I wasn't paying the principal. So I'm paying extra interest, even though I'm writing on the check itself. And I guess I, I don't know hundred percent if it's true, but I heard that if you write it on the check, they have to do that. Uh, and they weren't doing that. And I was just like, I was super pissed. I'm like, this cannot happen again. Like this is being fixed. This is not happening again. And then sure enough, like two months later, they did the exact same thing where it wasn't, they paid it to... All to principal instead of what needs to be paid to principal to principal and the rest or sorry what need to be paid for the payment there and the rest to principal and so I was like alright I'm done with you guys so I then transferred the loan to oh, wow. uh, my bank but yeah I, I will never use Wells Fargo again if I can help it
2: yeah I I just have zero patience for an organization in in that kind of a position being that poor. And and I don't pretend to understand the entire story, but the fact that it was huge news and the government had to clamp down on them and they were clearly in the wrong, there there was no doubt about that. It, it just it sent such a, a poor message. And I'm, I'm curious more than I, I again, I, I won't claim to be an expert, but evidently a year after the, the scandal had occurred, the entire board... Was still the exact same. Like, I don't know. And it was brought up like at the board meeting. Like, how are you all still here? This organization failed miserably, was doing, you know, wrong things, and there was no punishment. There was no change. And I think I was talking about this with Kyle. Yeah, yeah yesterday. we were talking about that yesterday or something. Uh, but the situation was, and again, I'm not an expert, I don't have all the details, but to believe that this organization made catastrophic. Uh, errors that that were just absolutely you know horrible for the organization for the world. I mean, if I can go that far, because again, this is an organization in a position that impacts the world, and to have all the same people just sitting there going through their motions, like, okay, clearly you didn't get it. Whatever it is, you missed, and it's uh, we were speculating because I I have a lack of understanding with respect to business, which is a little embarrassing how a board works in comparison because a, a CEO is the head of an organization. You know, the CFO, the, the C suite, the chief of this, the chief of that. the chief. Oh, uh, if I may engineer, real quick, the chief of marketing. Uh, I remember
0: this conversation because me and Brent, Brent and I were trying to discuss the new logo that should be coming very, very soon. It's in very finishing stages. And then, we were trying to get Nick's input and Nick's like, whatever, I trust you guys. And we're, I was just like, Nick, you'd make a great board member. Like, I trust your decision. And then if you guys need me to help and, you know, break a tie, oh then, I'll make it, then I'll help. That, that, that's how this brought up.
2: Sorry, continue. But that's the, that's the true power is breaking up the tie. Right. So so in the context of, of a, a bank making a big error like this, like, yes, it's the CEO, the CFO, the 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 leaders of the organization who are responsible but at the same time you know the board is there the board needs to be aware of these things now how would a board be aware of you know lower level scandal um other than reading the news and speculating themselves and asking the right questions. I I don't know, but maybe that's just it. They weren't doing the necessary level of digging, but you're also talking about such a huge organization where, okay, I could justify theoretically that uh, the board is not at fault because they didn't do it. They weren't aware of the policies or or the, I mean, they were aware of the policies perhaps, but not aware of the day-to-day runnings of the operation, but okay. Okay. Our organization that we're overseeing royally screwed up as a board member. Yes, I'm there to break ties, but I'm also too there to make recommendations and step in when I say when I feel something is wrong. To have the exact same people there. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make okay, sense. Add add a board position. Do something. Get a different perspective. Get a, a specific person to come in who has expertise in this area and say, All right, we are adding two new board positions dedicated entirely to nothing but this concern because we weren't aware of it we have no idea how to solve it it's not our area we didn't do anything wrong but we need something to change and that that didn't work so i'm curious it seems to me like
1: that's a sense of complacency oh the boy doesn't change maybe they're actually like okay with doing illegal things like maybe that was they're like we're not gonna get much other than a, a slap in the wrist like Let's well, just do business as is, and hope we can keep getting away. I know, you know, maybe I mean, it goes I, I, even deeper than we know.
0: I know in college, our uh, uh, not sociology professor. I don't know one one of our professors for a gen ed class was like, "You must remember the uh, uh, the word." Uh, oh my god, no, I'm gonna forget it. Uh, it. I know the definition is when people in power want to stay in power. Um, homogeny maybe sounds right. Something like that. He has memorized it. I forgot it. So sorry, professor. But uh, it's like, yeah, I think it's homogeny, but like it's when people in power need to stay in power. And so there's definitely a lot of that going on. Um, Staying along the same kind of topic, but breaking off from the uh, uh, ripping on the board uh, is, I guess, question for, I guess, mainly Nick, maybe Brent, this, like maybe you have input slash could uh, benefit from this as well. Is that Julian and myself, we have enough money to pay off some loanage. But it's kind of like we're we're in a weird place where we're like how much loan because like we the the main two loans we have are my student loans and then her vehicle my, my vehicle we were able to pay off this last year so that's awesome but then we got her vehicle still has some money on it and then my student loans what is the like how much should we like what's the balance between making sure you have enough savings where you know something catastrophic goes wrong you're good for six months to a year versus paying off a chunk of loans to not have to worry about that and, you know, getting that money extra quote unquote each month.
1: All right. I'm going to yeah. take a stab at this first so that Nick can come and okay. save the day after yeah. I stab it to death. Maybe. Cause this is something that we're also thinking about as well. Um, I think a lot of young professionals have to think about this kind of thing. Um, you should have, I believe three months at least of an emergency fund set up. And that's like, you need to have that set up. And that's like, you're, salary for three months just store it up. Yeah. Rent, food. Where needed, you can work. Rent, food, that kind of thing. Like if if both of you are laid off tomorrow, like you should be good for at least three months to get yourself back on your feet. Um and not kick to the curb. Uh and then after that, um at least with us, it's paying off the highest level of debt first, the one with the most interest rate. Which in Heather's case is student loans because as a medical student, you just get charged an arm and a leg uh, with these. Well, it's these also loans. the amount, so think, too.
0: Like a lower percent, lowest interest rate on a higher amount would still be more negative money on you than a higher interest rate on a lower amount.
1: Yeah. So it's basically prioritizing what loans are the most and then focusing on getting that paid off first because those are going to be the ones that add up the highest. Um, with that and then you also want to be making sure that you are full paying the 401k the retirement stuff like make sure you're getting the full match on that um and then there's some other investment stuff that they they recommend and i don't know it's it's hard to say with like loan and, and investing where it's supposed to go um because i know there's um dude i know the name of it and i'm totally,
0: uh, and I'll, totally I guess, I it. I'll throw in a quick Couple more information for me for Nick before Nick starts uh, shedding his wisdom on us from his accounting accounting background and financial master is that uh, so for me with Brent's point for the four hundred one k I think my company matches like four or five percent something like that I put in fifteen so like I I should be golden for my four hundred one k and my dad's always saying like put in fifteen right away if you never see it you won't miss it. So it's like just start with fifteen and just never take, never lower that because if you don't see it, you won't miss it. Uh, So I got that covered. And then yeah, we have I don't know what we have exactly in savings, but it's equivalent to approximately a year of our rent. It wouldn't cover food and all that, but approximately a year of our rent, we'd be good for uh, with our current savings. So it's like it's a pretty decent chunk. So I'm just wondering like is that actually worth keeping that much, or should we like take a chunk of that? And go towards either my student loans or just paying off Juliana's car. That way, we have that free and clear, and have that money be able to quote unquote save up an extra per month. All right, Nick, go.
2: All right. So, you guys want me to you want me to dive in on this yet? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You yeah, got yeah. five, okay, so yeah, eight, minutes, eight IRA. minutes.
1: That's
2: what I was thinking. Roth IRA. That's what I was thinking. That's so, so here's thinking. here are the notes that I have. Brent, everything you said was was pretty on point. Um, you, you weren't wrong about anything that you said, um, proud of you. Nice job. Um, you're on the right track. So with that in mind, the, which thing to pay off is, is a math equation. Uh, and the other, the other variable I would add in for you is you might not want to pay any of them off earlier than you need to. Now, that's a risk equation rather than a pure numbers equation. If you're looking for what to pay off first, you just have to run the numbers to, to see what would be the most impact. Again, good considerations. What's the highest interest rate? What's the largest amount? Uh, where do you need to make the most progress? Um, for simplicity's sake, I'd probably, yeah, try and pay off the highest interest amount one that you can. Now. Here's what you need to consider. The money that you would use to pay off a an amount early, is it better to pay off that amount early, the the gain or savings you get by not having to pay the additional interest? Is that greater or less than something you can earn in an investment? And that's a risk equation again because there's nothing guaranteed i mean you could hypothetically go find like a government bond and that's about as guaranteed as it gets however those rates are never going to be favorable very, sp-
0: very low rates right,
2: right. so the, the rate will never be high enough but i mean that would be a guaranteed investment hypothetically now the question you have is is looking at the market today if you were to put it in in the market, uh, what would that do as opposed to paying off your, your loans? Now, without getting into specifics, I am not a licensed financial advisor. I am just an accounting and finance professional who has a a little experience working with numbers. Uh, don't take my advice uh, seriously. Um, uh, yes, you can you know, leverage what I've told you, but if you're serious about making a change, uh, this is We
0: hold disclaimer. no claims that Nick will make you money. Right. This is my
2: this is my disclaimer to Cya, if you will. Um, So I'm not a licensed professional to help you with this. There are many licensed professionals, but all that being said, yes, (laughs) exactly, good guidelines. Not qualified at all. (laughs) Pay off the highest interest rate. Also, be aware of of what you can make in the market right now. Um, The other. So I, I guess that kind of touches on your first questions. The other things that were mentioned um, were the, the 401ks. And yes, at bare minimum, you want to be getting the, the the maximum from your company match. If you're not at least maxing that out, you are leaving free money on the table. Now, the debate between a standard 401k and a Roth 401k is a, a discussion with respect to when do you want to pay taxes? Do you want to pay taxes now or do you want to pay taxes later? Most people choose to pay taxes later in the sense that they want to build their investment. Uh, the, the value of not having it taxed now will allow it to grow faster, grow uh, into a larger sum so that when, it, when it's taxed later, uh, you'll still have made more money at the end. My personal approach is is a bit more conservative I really like the Roth. Uh, My thought with that simply being tax me now so that whenever I want my money, that's my money. That's my dollar amount. Now, that that may not be correct based on market investment and what I can do. I may be leaving money on the table, but I'm a conservative individual. I don't really trust government. And, And with that being said, I'm saying I will pay my taxes now and you will not touch my money. After that, because I this is probably incorrect, but my logic behind it is is I have a big fear that if I say, oh, yeah, we'll pay taxes later and I'm in the majority, quote unquote, the majority is going to be penalized. And this is completely, you know, just my speculation and me being a conspiracy theorist, whatever the government can turn around and say, oh, well, this isn't being taxed enough, enough. So you guys didn't pay your taxes. The tax rate's going up. Um, now the likelihood of that happening is is so small but the conservative in me just says all right if I'm gonna have to pay you I want to pay you now and don't touch my damn money it, so I, I really like that aspect of it, um, it is it right probably not um, but that's that's what I like uh, also right now um, I I can I can pay the taxes and it, and it doesn't impact me so um, I, I'm I, I like your your father's Advice: If you if you don't see it, you'll never miss it. Kind of thing. That's that's brilliant advice. Uh, I myself am in a similar category where I'm putting out. Um, I think close to fifteen. Per, if I'm not at fifteen percent, I'm very close. And um, there is a max out number. I forget what it is, and I should know it because I think I'm.
0: For, close for my to company, it. it's a certain amount or seventy five percent of. No, your no, chat. it's a
2: federal. It's a federal it's a federal maximum you can uh, put, put into in your for per gotcha. year. Um, I, I think, I think uh, I don't want to get into my financial data. So I'm not going to say what the max <laughs> what? is. Where, where well, Nick, what's your social security number? Um, Come on. Let's no, I'll shut up. So here. with that, th- there is there's a max out, but most people don't have to worry about that. Uh, with that being said though, you want to be, at, you want to be putting in as much as you possibly can now the other thing is more of an investment note i don't know enough about investments to speak intelligently there are a great number of options offered um for a younger individual such as myself my my father who wants to be a financial advisor in his uh, retirement when he gets to that point that's something he just wants to do he wants to help manage his and potentially any family money, uh, if, if there is such a thing, um, if anyone's looking for advice, and he may look to do that as, as just a hobby when he's older to be a financial advisor. And he, he is very well read and looks into a lot of that information. His recommendation to me, again, not licensed recommended advice, but his recommendation to me was to be in the Vanguard. It's uh, the, the basic market index as far as I understand it and it's because I'm a younger individual, I can take on more risk. And eventually, um, even if there is a, a crash or several crashes between now and when I retire, this is a, a good place to be. I, I don't need the money in the near future. I'm not going to be able to access it anywhere in the near future. And the growth of the market over the history has shown that if, if you're in this category, it's it's the most steady, most consistent growth kind of thing. So um if that was his advice to me. That's where I have all my money. So put your money there too. So we may all make more money. But um, <laughs> yeah, right? that is,
0: uh, that is I where do. I'm at. So I say, if I may, two yeah, we'll two re- quick points is that, yeah, I've heard that the Vanguard's also the ideal uh, scenario to go uh, from multiple sources same. as well as their history. You can look at, it, look at it online. And then the second thing is I also do a Roth uh, for almost the exact same reasons where – uh, the tax rate, I know what the tax rate is now. I don't necessarily know what it's going to be in the future. And yeah, when I retire, I want to be like, okay, I have X amount of money, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, I want my X amount of money. Like, then I'm good to go. So I, I also actually, do the Roth for the a... same reason.
2: Real quick, okay. real quick, if I may. Real quick, real quick. Uh, on that Roth note, actually, I do believe that I, I diversified. I believe that I, I split mine with respect to, I think the majority is in Roth. But I do have a little bit um, in the the standard 401k, and the only logic there was, okay, if, if one side's getting screwed, I want to make sure I'm on both sides. Like I, again, just because I'm skeptical, because I'm uh, um, not confident in our, our government and tax rates and everything, um, because the majority are on one side of the house, I, I did want to do a little bit of a split then. That And it is it is how I manage my, my monthly income because the taxes do directly impact how much goes into my bank account per paycheck. So if you have kids later in life and kids are expensive and you change your mostly Roth to mostly standard, your actual paycheck will go up because you're not paying the taxes right away. Now, again, that'll come out later, but I, I've... The way I manage my cash flow uh, is is through that. Now I've changed jobs in the last two, three years, three times I think. So I've managed my cash flow accordingly that way. I, if you're more steady, it's something it's something you can do to control your cash flow. Sorry. Okay. okay. Go ahead, Brent.
0: So, Brent, you getting so, ahead. So, so,
1: one thing I have for the Roth, and I don't know if this is an issue for everyone or. This is off the wrong tree, but the advantage of being taxed now is that when you're younger, you're going to be probably making the least you'll be making in your career, hopefully. And as you go later in, you're going to have a higher tax bracket that you'll be taxed from. So there's an advantage to, at least right now, paying your taxes, paying the tax on it right now while you're still being charged less than what you potentially could be charged in the future. And also not knowing what the future tax situation will be. you know it could be in the future. it could be we have a lot more taxes. so um, or it could be higher rates. so you just don't know. I feel like yeah. there is an advantage of of paying it earlier than than later. but okay, there's a safety
2: in paying earlier than later. Yes. yeah, there right. there is last, last
0: very last point about money stuff, and then we can move on to some sort of fun topic is that i've I've been messing around with this app that's called Stock Trainer. It looks like like a bar graph is the icon for it, but you can basically like play with the real stock market but with fake money so like you get a fake twenty grand at the beginning and you can invest in whatever and kind of like see how you do and I want to brag but in ten months I've made eighty nine percent it's pretty awesome uh but that being said the moment I switch to real money I'm definitely gonna screw it up somehow so don't
1: the market it's also fun to play in the with last.
0: but yeah it's
1: The market, the stock market in the last couple of years as well has been just like astronomically shooting. Um, It's been going up and up, uh, just following it very casually. So I can imagine that it's going to average back down at some point with potentially even a bit of a a, a huge drop just to get back to that kind of 10% average that it usually stays at. Because I feel like these past few years, it's been like skyrocketing. With uh um, That's why I put all my success. all my money in Bitcoin.
0: Oh yeah, I bet it's working <laughs> yeah. out for you really good right now.
1: It's still doing alright. Brent and Bitcoin I had a okay. friend
0: in high school that uh, was like originally mining Bitcoins when it wasn't even a thing yet. I don't know how much money he made off Bitcoin, but uh good for him for sure. Hopefully. Brent, you know, Hopefully. I think you know what I'm talking about.
1: No, I do. He actually, uh, I actually saw something where you could sign up and get way back when Bitcoin was just like, hey, you should try it out. You get like a little bit of Bitcoin. Yeah, he was gave me a lot dollar of in
0: Bitcoin way back then. And right now, or when it was at the peak, it was worth like almost 50 bucks or something like that.
1: It's yeah, crazy. it was really fun watching the Bitcoin grow and being like, should I sell it? Should I sell it? And then not selling it. And now it's back to a little bit more manageable. Actually, one the, I,
0: I had one of the topics listed here and it totally ties into the money thing is The Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. But the the guy, the real guy, who's the Wolf of Wall Street, has his own YouTube channel. I found that yesterday. And so, like, in the movie, like, there's a couple weird f- things in the movie where, like, okay, is that real? He actually goes through and, like, tells a lot of those stories. Like, I just listened to the boat story where, like, he capsizes his own boat. And, uh, yeah, it's actually worse in real life than it was in the movie. <laughs> like, anyhow. But Wolf of Wall Street, he has, he has his own YouTube channel. Fun fact. Now you know. Right. Isn't he like a good?
1: motivational speaker or inspirational speaker right now?
0: Yeah, so yeah. So because of all the money he like stole from his lenders and whatnot, he had like $190 million he has to pay back to them. So he's mm-hmm. technically still like paying that back and he's having issues paying it back. But uh, yeah, he's making his living right now by doing like motivational speeches, like teaching people how to be a good financial person. Because, I mean, let's be honest, he did make a ton of money very quickly. So, I mean, he knows what he's doing. He just also had a bunch of illegal stuff going on at the same time to make him more money. But I feel uh, like
1: that's a a redemption. Like, I feel like that's a thing that people have been doing and I've noticed in the last maybe five years is do something, have a lot of success at it, but get all your success either legally or end up with that success doing something really bad. Go spend your time uh, to society in prison or jail or whatever it might be. And then go on a redemption tour, giving inspirational things of how, the lessons you learned so other people can't follow them. Also, consider writing a book um, and get royalties with that. It's um I don't know how you guys feel I about that, but
2: royalty. he owes too much money. Like he's he's making money doing this. Well he in particular. He's no he's not able to keep anything beyond a certain level of living. Like i yeah, sure most of his money is probably going straight from his, wages. his
0: bank account to the people he owes yeah, money to. I bet
2: his total earnings are less than or his total earnings that he gets to keep are you know they're going to be above the poverty level and i'll bet they're even remotely comfortable i'll bet they're you know just shy of forty a year yeah just shy of 40 a year maybe even a little bit more if he's if he's making enough on his regular required payments but they will not let him buy a nice car they will not let him buy a yacht he's not going to be able to afford that and I'm sure his credit score is zero with respect to uh, being able to get a loan for anything. So it's yeah, he he w- is making money and I'm sure he'll be at fancy parties and he'll be drinking with people who are buying him drinks uh, and, and doing these motivational speeches. So he's going to look like he's living a fairly luxurious life. I guarantee he has in reality very little.
1: Well, there's there's other stories of this, too. And this isn't exactly the same because he never went to jail and didn't actually really do anything probably horribly wrong but like colin kaepernick successful quarterback and nfl gets kicked out um basically blacklisted but now look at him he's the face of nike um and probably set up that way for quite a long time anyway so it's it's like i feel like right now society's really big on redemption stories or something like that or or taking your catch me if you can another he kind of is a redemption story. He's been blacklisted no, from the NFL, no, and no, he's coming back to be no, the face of a, a no, Nike franchise. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. Okay, just,
0: so uh, new topic is that Brent before the podcast started was trying to beatbox. Keyword: keywords. was trying, trying. I was. He, he's trying, and I know a lot of people are like beatboxing. It's so cool. And I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you guys how to beatbox right now. Right, you guys, are you are you two ready?
2: Yes, ready. All right, ready.
0: Nick, all right. Slash Brent, say the word boots. Like I'm wearing a pair of boots.
2: I know this drill.
1: Boots and boots and what? Boots, yeah. boots, 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 and then
0: all you have to say boots. is cats. Boots and cats. Boots cats. Boots, boots and cats, boots and cats, boots, boots and cats, boots, boots and cats, boots, 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 cats, kitty, 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 boots and cats, boots, boots, cats. And officially you're beatboxing.
1: The, the kitty 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 in there is <laughs> yeah. what made it. Like I don't think that's what they teach you in the boots and cats. That's like if you're trying to fake sing. If you're trying if you're ever supposed to sing in a group, like a choir, and you don't actually want to sing or you're really bad at it, I believe you just mouth the word watermelon and that it just seems like you're you're humming right along, so Boots and boots and boots and cats, boots and cat. Dylan, we had, we had we had
0: him on earlier. He's actually pretty good at beatboxing. He like legit tried it, tried for a while at getting better at it.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm probably subpar at best.
1: So last year, I went to a, a Bollywood dance festival in Madison. It was really cool. A lot of different. Our universities have these Bollywood dancing teams that they come on and um, get in a group and just and dance, and it's it's very mesmerizing, very cool. Anyway, the surprise of the show was like we have a special guest, and they had this guy come on the on the stage, and it's like it's like a random looks like a random guy. <laughs> I don't know one anymore. of like the best beatboxers ever. He was like the working like Indian beatbox or something. And it was just like phenomenal to listen to because you could just, the different sounds and layering it on top of each other. So it sounds like you're actually putting a full production is just, oh, so crazy. That was pretty cool, but not what you expect when you go to like a, a dance thing, yeah, right. there's some beatboxing. You're Like I didn't sign up for this, but, I'm okay with it i'm really okay with it right
2: so if we've got a uh a couple minutes just to jump into something else random hunting season is around the corner and in case you two didn't Jamaica know or our our listeners didn't know that is my absolute favorite time of year uh to the point where i've started to have dreams about hunting season and maybe this can be a discussion about dreams more so than than hunting season because i'll talk about hunting season enough uh in the week or weeks you know leading up to hunting season which in michigan which is where i hunt starts on november 15th every year a bit controversial Uh, a lot of other states have different dates set that are based on weekends which would be potentially nicer that basically say the the third weekend in november it starts and goes for two weeks um for michigan it's always on the 15th so if the 15th is a friday great it starts on friday if the 15th is a tuesday great it starts on tuesday it's a hard calendar date and that has created issues uh, for uh michigan hunters uh, as opening day is a lot like uh christmas morning uh for avid hunters in the sense that this is the day they run the, the first day you're able to, to rifle hunt going? what
0: they run downstairs and see if the milk and cookies are gone.
2: Yes, but with Good that, Christmas. with that, it's it's the most uh, productive day for deer hunting. The, the most deer are are shot on that first day, um, and it's it's your best odds to before the the deer patterns change. With uh, the amount of people going into the woods and the shooting, the the deer's patterns that have been established, if they haven't been interrupted by previous hunting patterns bow hunters uh, other other seasons there's a youth season there's a uh, if you're handicapped i believe there's a season uh, that's early uh, and those are early opportunities to use guns if those seasons haven't yet interrupted a a deer's regular patterns it'll still be on those so if you're a really avid hunter you've done your tracking you have your trail cameras up you know the deer that are in the area you know the paths that they take all of that basically goes to hell after uh, hunting season opens up in that first day or two, because so many hunters go into the woods with guns and, and it, it, it spooks them. It changes everything up. They're super skittish. Uh, it, it all gets different, but on that first day, if, if a deer has a pattern, it's probably going to stick to it for the most part. Uh, but after that, it's a bit more, <laughs> It's a bit more dicey. still possible. And, and, you know, there's still regular patterns, and it depends on a lot of other factors. But that first day you can get out in the woods, that's really great odds. And and as a hunter, you've been waiting all year to get back in the woods, and you've been scouting probably all summer and all fall, you know, looking for, you know, aware of the trophy bucks that are on your property or or visit your property from time to time. So uh, the excitement is at an all-time high, and everyone's jacked to get out there. And uh, I've actually had a a grandparent who who quit jobs because he worked in Michigan and he said hey opening days on Wednesday I won't be coming into work and his boss is like no you need to come into work and he's like opening days on Wednesday I won't be coming into work and they basically said if you don't come into work on Wednesday you're fired and he's like opening days opening on Wednesday, days on Wednesday. <laughs> I won't be coming into work and, and he's he's quit jobs because they wouldn't let him hunt on opening day, which uh, was maybe a bit of a generational thing or, or a difference between uh, you know priorities in life and everything else. But um, I, I'm not willing to quit my job in all honesty, but I do get incredibly excited. And if it's at all possible for me to be in the woods for opening day, I'm going to make it work. Um, I, I wanted to watch Harry Potter number six uh, when that came out, a midnight showing with my girlfriend in, in college. I watched the midnight showing of that in uh, Houghton in Michigan Tech, where I went to school, and opening day was the next day. So I watched the midnight showing of Harry Potter, and then I drove through the night, and I went to my blind, and I sat in my blind all day (laughs) hunting. Um, Didn't end up shooting anything that day, but um, I drove through the night, and the number of deer I saw that night on the road um, driving at that time through the UP uh, was, was astronomical. It was crazy. Uh, but I was, I just got cleared actually for this opening day, it's going to work out nicely for me. I'll be able to be in the woods. Uh, but there was potential that I was going to have to the night before opening day, fly back to Minneapolis from Texas and then get in my car and drive six and a half hours to get to where I hunt. So I would have been awake for the better part of 48 hours after, the full day of, of hunting if I had made it. And I was I was going to do it. There was no doubt in my mind. If, if, if it was an option for me to uh, fly back t- from Texas uh, the night before uh, super late and then drive through the night to get into my blind for opening day, um, I, I am that committed. I, there was if no I, question in my mind. I was doing it. If I
1: may just throw in an observation, I feel like anybody listening wants to be in a relationship where there's significant other... Um, is as committed and in love with them Whoa. as Nick is with the opening day of hunting. Just <laughs> straight observation. They, the dedication of driving through the night, twelve hours, your bows, Nick? Four hours. Be like,
0: "Hi, right, Nick. Take you, Megan, and I promise that I will love you more than opening day of hunting season."
1: Can he do that? Can he? Can he actually do that? Then? yeah.
0: If you can't do that, maybe, maybe you have, don't have the right, right. woman yet.
2: no but anyway um (laughs) when i brought brought this up we were were talking about dreams and uh the dream that i had the other night was uh, a recurring dream and i haven't had uh dreams that i remembered probably for months maybe years like it's it's pretty rare but for whatever reason in the last couple weeks i've i've started to remember my dreams and i had a recurring one and being a hunter getting excited about that in my dreams I have this hunting area it's similar to where I actually hunt but definitely not an area that really exists and the gist of it is I was getting excited it was time to go hunting it was opening morning and there are three areas where I wanted to hunt and all three had their advantages and I didn't know where to go there were too many options. I I, I wanted to go here because I like, I know there's going to be deer there. But then I'm like, if I'm here and I'm not in the woods in this spot, then the big one's going to be there. But then there's that other spot that's really really good. And there's like that's where my uncle used to hunt. But now he's dead. But he would send a buck my way if I sat in his blind. <laughs> but like, I remember the trees, the lineup, like the whole scenario. <laughs> like Brent, you hunted with me last year, so. you sat in at least three different blinds and you'll probably remember my blind has basically two shooting lanes there's the area you drive in that overlooks a little uh, a little i won't even call it a field it's an opening in the woods and then there are, are two primary shooting lanes arguably three because the one on the left splits into two but i have that same imaginary remembrance from my dreams of each one of these blinds where i know if i'm sitting here i'm looking north as i'm looking north there's a path to the left and a, a main shooting lane to the right um this one's overlooking a field the deer come out of these four different areas but like the detail i get into in these dreams is just stupid and i was so panicked because it was like opening morning and i'm like oh i don't know where to my hunt
0: do but do it, it was it was a
2: recurring it was a recurring dream where I had been to each one of those areas and I knew the pros and cons of each one. Um, so do, do either of you have uh, recurring dreams?
0: Not recently. I think my I had a dream, it was like two mornings ago, and it was the first dream I had in a long time, actually. But I forget, and I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I know there was like a room full of people and I was tasked with giving a message to every single person. Like something like, oh yeah, dinner will be at five, like start getting ready, something like that. It wasn't that, but you get it. And for some reason I would go to go up to somebody and I just could not talk. And I was like, I, 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 like trying to get it out. I just couldn't get it out. And then I'd be like, ah, and I go to the next person, couldn't get it out. And like, I'm like, ah, I'm starting to panic. Cause I'm like, I need to tell everybody this. And it wasn't even anything major. It's just like, why am I not able to do this? And then uh, it, it sucked. Cause like it was early in the morning. And then like, I woke myself up a couple times because my mouth was dry because I was trying to like open my mouth and talk, but I couldn't. So like my mouth was drying up on me while I was trying to like talk in my dream. So I'd wake up, fall back asleep, and then continue the dream. It was it was, it was frustrating and stupid, but kind of funny at the same time.
1: I would say the closest I've had to a recurring dream, and I haven't had this dream quite a while. Actually, I don't remember many of my dreams, at least recently. But every once in a while, I'll have a dream where I have a math final and I definitely have not studied for this math final because I haven't had a math class in over <laughs> 10 years. So it's just like all of a sudden here we go math final and I'm sitting in the classroom I'm surrounded by a bunch of people and it's always a lecture hall, sometimes different lecture halls and I get the test and then I like, wake up just wondering. And it's weird cause I never, remember getting super stressed out about a math test before i mean it was you'd study for it and i think they'll lead up to it but not something that i feel like i'd have this recurring nightmare about so i always found that kind of interesting you never might um, high that, school,
0: or just after college like after you're done with math
1: i feel like it had to have been after i was done with math i don't remember i mean i guess i don't remember my dreams in high school all that much a long time ago hmm. it seems um, I do will say though, that I'll have in dreams, either I'll dream of an area that I've been like a location or I'll dream of a location that I've dreamed before. And I'll go and just have these moments of deja vu of like the setting is the same, but it's not the same dream. Or I'll go to someplace in real life and be like, wow, this is really familiar. Even though I probably have never been there before. And I always felt that I was like the strangest situation or like strangest feeling in the matrix of, I mean, i'm familiar with this spot but then again how can i be yeah it's it's deja vu moments every once in a while those
0: i know with the math thing my uh, youngest brother just got into college and he like forwarded me a math question he's like can you help me with this i'm like crap i have to remember trig like <laughs> it's been a while took me a little bit all right uh nick you want to listen to our closing segment here
2: Uh, Nick? Yes, 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 yes. So as uh, a lot of my uh, work, quick real uh, off-segment potentially talk about next time before we dive into the closing stuff, um, we went through personality testing today uh, that was referred to as DISC, and I forget what all the letters stood for, but apparently I'm a dominating personality, um, which is is a, a leadership-type personality, and only 3% of the population is that personality. Uh, personality primarily yes definitely um i'm growing my mustache and everything but with that being said uh i I think it'd be interesting at some point to i'll do a a personality test just for giggles to see where we fall and discuss the the pros and cons and communication issues and the segue that i have off of of that is i have today for you a, a communication exercise and I'm a huge fan of of whose line it, is it anyway. And there are great, so many great clips on YouTube. Um, Colin and um, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Styles and Colin Mockery are, are are two of my favorite folks. And Wayne Brady was fantastic. And there were other folks True. who were True. regulars on the show that, uh, you know, no, not Drew, Carey. And, and, uh, Drew Carey was a host. He was not good himself. Dude, he did some
1: much... sketch, sketches every once in a while. He it's did the last funny. one every single yeah. night.
2: Watch the show. Come on, anything. We're Continue. Get some moments. We're going to agree to disagree. Um, this is a a communication exercise. The best, yeah. They would do it on the show occasionally with respect to a. You have a limited number of words. We're going to say three words, and they would do it to a song. We're not going to do it to a song because we're not nearly that prepared. But in the interest of just going through the exercise, we are going to tell the story of Three Little Pigs. Oh, and eat.
0: Nick's breaking Uh-oh. out one of us. Nick, you're breaking up.
2: Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello. 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 Oh, Hello. there we go. My good now. Sorry. Hi. Hotel Internet. So the goal here, we're telling the story of three little pigs. You only get the words. We want to be descriptive as possible and try and make it as cohesive as possible. Let's not go straight to the, you know, the end of the story. Let's let's try and tell a story. And the order will be Nick, Kyle, Brent. And then the next person needs to continue with the story. I will begin with Once Upon a Time. There was Three three little
1: pigs who
0: were wandering through their houses when...
1: Along came the biggest, baddest, smelliest,
0: weirdest, creepiest, ugliest
2: wolf. (laughs) (laughs) This wolf (laughs) was
0: incredibly hungry. And
1: tried to get his bacon from the pigs. He went to each of their houses, starting
0: with stick one,
1: but The pigs weren't home,
0: so he quit and gave... Okay, this sucks.
2: <laughs> we started off. Uh, so yeah, this was is too slow. Uh, we are we are not good. I don't know where we're going. Like I don't remember but that was maybe part of it. Like, what are you guys trying to tell about the three little pigs? It starts with the first pig in his house, and the house gets blown down, uh, and that was the stick house. And then he runs to the second house where the second pig. Hey, lives. you get three words. Lives... That's is...
1: yeah. That was more than three. I was
2: hoping to go for, and he gave up, and then
1: just go for the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I couldn't think of anything to go with Gabe that wasn't, like, a per- I don't know. Oh, yeah, I was going for I was I going for
2: Gabe, Gabe up, but okay, I'm like, so,
0: crap, that's two words. Yeah,
2: it was, it was an go. interesting communication exercise that really, really uh, establishes that, I you know, despite you, all three of us being on the same page that we were going to try and tell the same story, we didn't actually really understand the same story. Like, we all knew there were three pigs and a big bad wolf. But beyond that, it was speculation of how we were going to get there and how we we're going to make that happen. So, uh, just something a little silly. We'll have to work on it for for next time or or try and figure yeah, out next a time another of terrible story week. for you guys. The next What's terrible that? story
0: that we <laughs> yeah stay next, tuned next, next time program. next terrible story. Oh, with this being episode twenty, uh, we'll start a new season. Uh, we'll uh, I don't know what that means, but uh, in our anchor uh, app, which is the uh, company that helps publish our episodes to everywhere. Um, they have seasons, so we'll start a new season. I don't know what that means, but uh, hopefully by our goals for next week have the have the new logo, new season. Uh we have the intro song, which probably could have held a week, but you know, whatever, you get it. And uh yeah. It's so a that,
2: preview. Yeah, it's a little it's gonna nice be fun. sneak
0: preview. It'll be great. Season two, better than season one. With that, that was episode twenty <laughs> of if I may. Hope you good. all enjoyed. Uh we don't I I can't believe we've been haven't been saying this, but uh we publish an episode every Thursday. Or and we try anyway. When yeah, vast majority of Thursdays you'll see a new episode of. If when I may, if not Thursday time. what was that? Friday.
2: We we publish them on Thursday when everyone shows someone. Not everyone when someone shows up on time. Brent. Brent. Oh.
1: Brent. Oh. All right. Uh, yeah. Fair enough.
0: We maybe need to. No we need to revisit yeah. schedule possibly because Brent's coaching and whatnot now. Anyhow, but. Uh, every Thursday, you should see an episode. Whenever we can, otherwise Friday is at the latest. Uh, definitely support us. Uh, normally, I say rate, review, subscribe. I've ever revised this. I think you need to. Su- su- if subscribe is the main thing, that way, if you like listening to us, you can keep listening to us. After that one, then Even if you want if to you can rate, we don't post on a Thursday. Yeah, and then, then after that, you got the the rate. That's the next easiest one. You just hit the stars or whatever, and you're done. You know, you're done.
2: We don't want your rating if you're not a subscriber.
1: Yeah, yeah. We yes, want you to subscribe
0: true. first. Oh, you. We know you listen, and then rate it. You know, five stars, obviously. Right. Uh,
1: can I throw an amendment? I think I have a fourth. We should have to share. Ah, uh, yes,
0: yes, yes. So, uh, yeah. subscribe, rate. Then, then you can do a review if you wish. If you want to leave a review, that's awesome. Shows everybody else that somebody actually cares. And then, yeah, share, share. <laughs> they
2: truly tell, care. tell your friends, Brent. If I may, if I may, Brent. Are are you claiming that the sharing? It is in
1: fact caring. I think there's Nick only one way to find out if you click the share button right below the I don't know exactly We're where it's located, yeah, I don't know. you will find me. out if you feel a sense of caring or not.
2: That's where if we had a video, we would totally be pointing down and I would, I would, and I would be pointing up or sure. upper left. <laughs>
0: there we go. Season two video for this. Everybody. <laughs>